0: Welcome in, Campo and Joe. Happy to be with you on a Facebook Live broadcast. Josie from XL Primetime. You can catch me Monday through Friday, noon to three weekdays right here on the Superstation. And our good friend Dave Campo, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, and I like to say formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. You were a successful assistant here when we were going to the playoffs more often than not, right? Coach, you doing good? Yep, yeah, doing great. Uh, disappointed
1: in the last ball game, but uh, overall for the season... Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. We've had some really tough ball games yeah. and it's been good. We would have liked to have won a few more, but. You know, we're in games, and I I hope that's going to be the case going forward.
0: One thing I can appreciate about Coach is he'll give us some positives, but we got a lot of negatives to get into, so we will do that. We say thanks to Beaver Chevrolet. They're a positive because they bring us, Campo and Joe, and let us interact with all of you out there. We say thanks to them, beaverchevrolet.com. That's where you can shop online, and you can head on over to the dealership. Say hello to Brett and the boys. On Phillips Highway, Beaver Chevrolet, definitely ready to take care of you. All right, so let's wow them, Coach, because last week we were fired up. The Jags wowed us with the big win over the Ravens, and then they stunk it up this past Sunday. And I I came out of this game, I feel like, Coach, as frustrated as I've been in a while because I saw the potential from the previous Sunday. I thought things were starting to build, and then they just got clobbered.
1: Well, first of all, you know, they've teased us kind of the whole year. Yeah. You know, from the standpoint that, you know, they have a big win against the Chargers, that they win two in a row, which they hadn't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have a big win against uh the Ravens. But this team is who they are right now. Think of it this way, this is how I look at it. At the beginning of the season, we all were asked, What do you think this team is gonna do this year? Right. And the consensus of opinion was six wins. Yeah. Fingers well crossed. two are the last Five and we're at six wins. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that this was just one of those ball games where the matchup wasn't good and guys weren't totally focused for whatever reason or another. You know, I don't know what that is other than the fact that they won a big ball game, mm-hmm. which has happened before. Guys looking beyond whatever they're playing the Titans the next week right. for the division and all that baloney. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the rebound you know, what happens after this ballgame? Because I truly have believed from day one that this team would be close all the way through the season, and this just happened to be not one of them.
0: Well, look, you were not alone. When you and I did our podcast last week, we both felt like this team had turned a little bit of a corner. Zay Jones and Christian Kirk combining for big plays on the receiving end. Trevor had not arguably easily had his best game as a Jaguar, and some were even saying it was the best offensive performance we've seen from a quarterback. Remember your stat right. with the, what was it, 119 passer rating? 129. One, 129 passer rating with, uh, from a quarterback with 37 attempts or more, that's, right? Absolutely. And, and so you, th- you thought that that was, a lot of people thought, that was a coming out party for Trevor Lawrence. So let's at least begin there. Okay. Where did it go wrong offensively?
1: Well, first of all, uh, you know, he, I think is uh he was 57% completion yeah, percentage 60, somewhere yeah. along in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, in, the, in the eight drives, there were four drops in the game, mm-hmm. which all of them would have set up third downs or been, or uh, excuse me, set up first downs on third down or would have been uh, set up an mm-hmm. easy third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to me, that in itself, if they those throws are made, then he has more opportunity to make throws, and I think he would have been over sixty percent. And that's really what you're looking for in a quarterback right. is in the sixties. Now his problem has been he's either been over seventy or under sixty. He hasn't had many in between there. But when you look at this offense in the eight drive, four drops, uh, you know, behind the sticks, an awful lot, uh, really uh you know, they, they it just set up too many third longs. They couldn't make third long. That's not our game. Our game is to get into manageable situations right. and either make first downs on first and second, or get into a manageable third yeah. where he can make those gun throws that usually have been caught that weren't caught right. in this ball game. So it was just an ugly. Uh, focused game for some reason on offense. Yeah,
0: you're right. If you can get four to five yards on first down, some combination of uh, six to seven yards in the first two downs, it, it opens up your playbook to do a lot more. Travis Etienne was a big part of that and you know I I came up with that nickname you know Travis Etienne in the end zone well now it's Travis Etienne fumble Uh, he's coughing up the football uh, at some really important times
1: yeah unfortunately uh, you know if you get the reputation we've said that before when he fumbled before you know Mm -hmm. you get the reputation of being a fumbler guys are going after it that's the defensive mentality from from the beginning to the end punch Mm -hmm. it out grab pull whatever you have to do feast on that now Jeff Lagerman uh, earlier on, on the uh, Jaguar, Jaguar today. Uh, show made an interesting comment, which I thought was really good. And so I'll repeat it now. Mm-hmm. ETN, when he hits a hole, he's going 100 miles an hour, which is fantastic because the offensive line doesn't have to hold their blocks for very long. That's right. perfect. Mm-hmm. When he gets into the secondary, he's still going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And so he gets hit square more than any back in the league. Now, I go back to Emmett Smith yeah. and Emmett Smith was a great example because he didn't run that fast when he got into the secondary. He could think. And that's what ETN yeah. is not doing. He's got to think, okay, there's the guy. I've got to do something to not get hit square. Yeah. And that's one of the things that you get with experience. You know, I get into that secondary, he learned in that one uh that he fumbled in the in the red zone back mm-hmm a few weeks ago, right. that clo- guys close on you
0: fast. That's exactly you know, it right there. It's not
1: opened up to where you're just going to run every one of them, you get in a second level and you're yeah. going all the way. Yeah. So you've got to be ready. One I can remember succinctly, he had a really long run. He was on a screen or a run, not in this game, but mm-hmm. in one of the previous ones, and a guy had an angle on him uh, down the sideline, and he didn't try to w- avoid the didn't guy. He just kept running, you know, and he made no... Move, it was like he was tunneled that I'm going to outrun this guy. Right. It doesn't happen that way in this league. Yeah. You, you know, Emmett never got hit square yeah. because he always had a chance to slide or whatever he's going to do. Yeah. And that's what he needs to learn.
0: But, Emmett said, and I know you know this because you were part of that franchise in their Super Bowl heyday, but he was a leaner. He had great balance, leaning forwards, backwards, whatever it might have been to absorb a hit. To deflect a hit, to miss, to do whatever. And the other thing about ETN is he's facing NFL competition. He's not facing ACC competition. Correct. And there is a huge gap between those two. So, you know,
1: unfortunately, uh, a fumble is, you know, the football, this is a football. That's the most important thing on the field. Because it has to be in your hands when you go across that goal line, yeah. so you know he needs to learn that he cannot he cannot fumble.
0: No, and, and they'll end up taking plays away from him if he is a liability. And it always leads me. Jaguar fans can appreciate this. It always leads me to Tom Coughlin's classic quote: "The callous disregard for the football." And I would always laugh when I thought about it. But that's honestly that's how serious. He took it. You cannot cough up that football. All right, so we go from last week where they were able to win without Etn because he was hurt. This go-around, busts off that big play, then he coughs up the football. Detroit goes right down the field and scores with that football, and they proceed to score all five drives in the first half and the first three in the second half. I joked earlier in the week, Coach, they made their punter, the highest-paid punter in the league in the offseason, Absolute waste of money. They did not need him. We've wasted
1: money on some guys, but that one was a good waste of money, right there. The guy doesn't have to punt. Never ever. That means you probably won the game. I would say. Yeah.
0: Took the jersey off. Says just
1: leave this for next week. I mean, really. I don't like punters and kickers anyway. So (laughs) I hope they don't have to punt or kick.
0: I think the most frustrating thing, and this is where you know you can kind of maybe illuminate this to us a little bit defensively because this team is, is sagging against teams that throw the ball well. There are a lot of uh, options for Jared Goff to get the football to, and they made Jared Goff look like uh, the Super Bowl year. It was really something.
1: It reminded me a little bit of, of uh, uh, Matt Ryan mm-hmm. in that ball game, yeah. you know, the last Colt game. Right. You know, sometimes a guy gets going and 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 he gets hot, and and that's how it is. Unfortunately, from a defensive standpoint, you know, we made way, way too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about uh, uh, guys not being where they're supposed to be in the run game, right. uh, not being where they're supposed to be in the pass game, especially on the crossing routes. Those are issues that have been going on earlier in the season when we were just playing a lot of man, even though we that was not the ideal thing for our group. I don't think because they don't have really good cover people. Right. At least guys were pretty close to where the ball was being thrown. Right now, uh it the pass offs and all the stuff in zone are not happening. No. The linebackers are really struggling and I'm talking about really the two rookies more than anything else. You know, not knowing that when one guy goes one way, something something else is going to come back. You know, they're chasing, they're not really passing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're going to play zone defense, you got to pass guys off and and it has to be in conjunction with each other. It's a lot of communication and all those things. And they're not doing that very well right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really is frustrating. And I don't know that we know all the answers. And the other thing I don't think we know the answer to is it is it personnel driven or is it coach and philosophy driven?
1: Well, I think it's a combination. I think a lot of things are happening at the same time. If you looked at that ball club, you would say, after watching that game, the, the front three, the, the big guys, are not playing quite as well. Yeah. Now, that might be because they're a little bit tired. They don't have as good a rotation there. Mm-hmm. When they got rid of Tofele and some, mm-hmm. of, you know, some of the bigger guys, maybe that was a mistake because you got to be able to keep those guys fresh. Yeah. The outside linebackers are not getting home. There's no question about that. And when they drop, they're not nifty. Like Allen was one of the culprits on a guy crossing from the other side. He dropped into a zone Mm -hmm. and he let the guy run right by him. And the guy caught it in the flat for about 25 yards. It's
0: infuriating.
1: Okay. Then you look at the secondary and they do not have corners. And, you know, unfortunately, there's been a lot of money spent over there. One of them's on the on the IR.
0: Shaq Griffin. And he
1: wasn't a great man coverage, but a pretty darn good zone coverage Mm -hmm. guy. So if they're playing zone... He probably I could, could be a, f- a factor right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Tyson Campbell, in my mind right now, if he played man every down, would probably be okay. But I look at him as a number two. Okay. And then uh, Darius Williams, in my opinion, is not playing anywhere near what his contract yeah. calls for. So they now all of a sudden they're playing Monteric Brown. They're playing uh, Campbell, yeah. uh, the 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 other mm-hmm. Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, those guys, uh, Clay Brooks, yeah. you know, they're not good enough no. to go against really good receivers, which Detroit uh-huh. had. And so a lot of it was matchups. Some of it is coaching. Mm-hmm. Some of it is, you know, not working enough on the pass-offs and all those kind of things. Right. So to me, maybe they should have blitzed a little bit more. If they can't cover them and we're not getting to them, we're better off trying to cover them and bringing people to make the quarterback execute. So yeah. there were a lot of things. It was kind of like a, a, a perfect storm in that ball game. Yeah, it's a, it's a
0: perfect storm of bad. And, and I agree with what you're saying because you can't just say it's that. Right. You can't you can't you just can't do that. But the thing that you and I talk about a lot, which is extremely frustrating for any diehard Jaguar fan out there, is that pass rush doesn't get to quarterback. Quarterback has time to throw and those corners, safeties Nickel, whomever, they have no chance holding up on that end of the coverage. Especially if they're not as good yeah. as the guy that they're playing against. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: and that's that little bit the case. Uh I think we've worried about the pass rush from the first game now to right. the to the thirteenth, or whatever, the fourteenth well, coming up.
0: You bring up a good point in that they didn't have a whole lot of depth to start with. And this is a bulky problem that I've got. But they didn't have a whole lot of depth to start with, so guys have worn down. You had Foley Fadakasi, you had Devon Hamilton, you had those interior guys, Adam Gosses, any of those guys that were going to work at that nose or the three technique. And then you got Roy Robertson-Harris and Dewan Smootin, you know, a combination of all these guys. First half of the season... They were kind of effective. Right. They were able... And now what you're saying is they're wearing down a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, they may be wearing down a little bit. And, and uh, you know, uh, as I look at this game coming up, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. more as we go along mm-hmm. in the week, but, you know, it's about matchups in this league. And I knew Detroit was going to score on us. I knew it. I I said, hey, you know, they've got talent on offense. We're not very good in that aspect of the game. hmm uh, and so I felt that the offense was going to have to outscore them. Well, unfortunately, the offense—you know—we're kicking the defense's tail. But I've already talked about the offense a little bit. They struggled, right? And that's unusual. Listen, they were—they were, they were f- over fifty percent on defense on third down. Mm-hmm. We were three for twelve. That's awesome. So that doesn't match up very well. No. But now, now going back on defense, uh, you know, th- th- this team—they're getting ready to play this week. When they've been able to load up like they did against the Baltimore Ravens against the run mm-hmm. and be able to play guys that, that can hold their own in coverage because not great receivers. Right. That's what the defense is facing this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Well, okay, you hope so. so matchup wise, mm-hmm. this should be a better game than a Detroit game was defensively. Now, offensively, they're number one against the run or not one, but they're mm-hmm. high, mm-hmm. three or something like that. So they're going to have to be able to throw the football against that group. Right. And so, you know, again, I think we match up better against that team than we did the one we just played. And, you know, a lot of times you look at three and seven mm-hmm. or four and seven, whatever they were. Yeah. It was a pair of four and seven teams. Yeah. You look at them and you say, well, well we should, you know, we should be there, but yeah. it's
0: matchups. Yeah. A pair of four, seven teams, and they look nowhere near like they were comparable Correct. team and talent wise. And the Tennessee Titans are coming off two losses, one at home to the Bengals, one on the road to the Eagles, two premier teams. They want to get well. The only thing that I would say back to your plan, and it's a good one, and I hope you're right, but the one thing that will foil that is the diesel, Derrick Henry. Yeah. And he has ragdolled, embarrassed, posterized more than one Jaguar defense over the last handful of years. Yeah, well, and, and we're going to have to play. Yeah, because I I always call this team. This is the elixir. Okay, right, right. this is this is the uh, you know they will they will Grubhub their way and deliver you a win. Yeah, it's just well, I mean, I think
1: it's going to be a tough ball game. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm, you know, uh, he's slowing down. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last four games he's been under. 60 yards, I believe, for the last at least three. I know he's, he hasn't hit the. I think he was 10 for. Yeah, it was around 50, or something yeah, this 50 last, yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's slowing down a little bit. They don't have great receivers. The quarterback is a lot better on early downs with play action than he is on third down, where he has to throw it. The only problem you have with him is he can run a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, again, if we can load up against the run, I think we'll have a – at least we'll have a fighter's chance, you know, a puncher's chance, as Leon says it.
0: Yeah. So so who do you think should be charged with bouncing back the most? Who do you think, coming out of that loss to the Lions, feels the most pressure and says, I didn't do anything? Anything like I was supposed to. Would it be a Zay Jones? Would it be a, an Allen or a Trayvon? Who who would you say? Oh,
1: I'd have to say it would be Zay Jones. Yeah. I would have to say, you know, that's not me. Yeah. You know, okay. for whatever reason. I, you know, I heard the that he had a chest injury all week. Mm-hmm. You know, why did he drop balls? Every one of them were crossing routes where there was another guy coming at him from the other side. So, right. you know, I, I hit don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to say. He knew he was going to get light lit up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't want to say that he was consciously thinking that because NFL players shouldn't be thinking anything like that. Mm -hmm. But subconsciously, that might have been a little bit of an issue. And he's got to say to himself, look, that's not me. Mm -hmm. The one thing everybody said about me, maybe I wasn't the, 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 the number one receiver in the league, but I was consistent. Yeah. And he proved it the week before, he's got to prove it again this week. That's the guy to me that has to have a good ball game.
0: All right, let's let's do a little bit of what Trevor said coming out of the game and kind of illuminate to us. You're a former head coach. You know that some players discussion only type of meetings will occur totally separate from the coaches. But Trevor gets up in the post game and says that was embarrassing. And he basically he used the words laid down in describing his football team versus that football team. What comes out of that?
1: Well, first of all, I love it. You know, I love it from the standpoint that for the first time, someone has kind of come out and said,, uh, you know, this is on us. we I can't believe." Uh, In his words, I can't believe that this was a playoff game for us, which was played up by the entire coaching staff and the team. And then we came out and laid an egg like we did. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a competitor. I don't care what anybody says. And and his demeanor is not one. You know, Troy Aikman would cuss out everybody on the field, you know, including the coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Irvin would cuss out anybody on the team, including the coaches. He's not that kind of a guy, but he does have clout because he's playing well. Yeah, You know, in all honesty, that wasn't his fault that we lost that game this weekend.
0: Yeah, He didn't play great, but it wasn't his fault.
1: It it wasn't his fault. And I think he looks at himself just as much as he looks at everybody else. And I think he's talking to himself, but he's also calling out everybody on that football team. and, And And to me, they don't have a Michael Irvin or a Troy Aikman on that ball club right now. Right now, mm-hmm. so somebody has to step up, and yeah. and uh, you know, to me, that's one way of stepping up in a in a poised, mild situation. But when you say you got your A kicked, yeah. and it's an embarrassment, that's calling everybody out on the football team, and I'm sure it's calling himself out at the yeah. same time.
0: Oh yeah, he included himself when he said it. He he didn't go Zach Wilson on that's yeah. for sure. Exactly, he included himself, and this was after he went down to what looked like. In the moment, a very scary injury and came back and played. And he could have said, I'm out. I feel like, you know, this could be career type of stuff. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. We're getting our butts kicked. He also, I would think, earned some points in that locker. Well,
1: no question. He came out and he took them on a a seven-minute. Yeah. Uh, made two runs after Mm -hmm. getting hurt that that kept the drive going. One of them on fourth down, Mm -hmm. made two fourth down situations and ended up throwing a touchdown pass and overcame a a false start. So, you know, to me, he's proven to that team that if you give him time, we stop him on defense, you give him time, he's going to complete passes if you catch the ball. Get yourself open mm-hmm. and you got a chance to score some points yeah. and win a football game. He's proven that. Yeah. So to me, he's got clout and that's now he's got to start second year uh, starting to play the way he was asked to play. Right. And everybody thought he was going to play. It's time for him to start taking control of that football team. All right.
0: Good stuff from Coach Campos. So finish us off with maybe a thought about. As you already mentioned, you think that they can compete with the Titans, but maybe one or two things that you're going to zero in on before the end of the week. But one more thing before you do that, and I need this from you, and I think fans out there need this from you. I've been asking Leon Cersei this on XL Primetime. Every single Sunday, you have to psych yourself up that you are going into a fistfight. You are walking into hand-to-hand combat. And Leon said, you know, you have to have that mindset that, my guy, if I beat him, we've got a chance to win. But you've got to go in willing to have a fist fight. And I just felt like this was one of the times Jacksonville just Detroit came in with the with the mindset that they were in a fist fight and they won that fight. How would you handle or correct some of that with this football team? You know,
1: that's an interesting question because uh, in, in my mind, in every ball game, it's you against him. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that's that's doesn't matter who you're playing against in the NFL because everybody's pretty close to each other mm-hmm. when you really look at it. Uh, so to me, there's different ways to lead. Uh, you know, one guy's a, a, a real dictator type of a guy like mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson maybe. Right. Another guy is like Doug Peterson that is more level-headed and poised mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. When you have a level-headed, poised head coach, somebody in the locker room... Okay. has to be that guy, okay, yeah, I don't think Doug Peterson is one of the guys that's going to walk in there, and I may be completely wrong now right. i don't I'm right. not in the locker room. I don't know what's going right. on there. I don't know what the head coach is is what he's doing, but looking at him from the outside and listening to people, he's going to be more matter of fact. This mm-hmm. is what we have to do. this is what we did wrong. We can't win like this. you got to come prepared. Mm-hmm. this is going to be a fist fight, whatever that's the way you're talking. Mm-hmm. Somebody in that locker room has got to say. Hey fellas, we just embarrassed ourselves on, right. a, on when people were starting to say we were pretty good, and yeah. we were starting to think we were pretty good. Yeah. We better quit reading the press. Com-
0: uh, yeah, they, they fell in press- love with themselves after better, one game. Better
1: quit reading the press uh, mm-hmm. and and start paying attention to whipping the guy in front of us. Right. And we're going to have an opportunity this week against somebody that's going to try to whip the dog mm-hmm. out of us. Yeah, exactly. Somebody in the locker room has to do that, whether it's an assistant coach, you know, or you know, is it Caldwell? Mm-hmm. Is it is it?
0: uh Press Taylor. I'm going to call out Jim Bob Cooter. I yeah, want Jim, Jim Bob, Bob. Come Cooter, on.
1: Whoever it is. Right.
0: Rousher. Yeah.
1: One of them's got to step up and say, hey, right. this isn't us and we right. need to get going. So you to get just put the big boy pads yeah. on this week. Because yeah. they're about to go into another fist fight. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Physically, that's the only thing that I look at. I say we match up. Mm-hmm. Physicality. I, I got to give the edge to the okay. Titans, you know, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So we've got to we've got to get it. Cranked
0: up for this week. All right. So one thing that you might be thinking about, like you said, Zay Jones has got to come back to the party. What other, you know, like give give the Jaguar fans eh, a little bit of hope. I
1: think, first of all, uh, their run game, they've got an outstanding run defense. Mm -hmm. We've got to run the football. I'm still a believer, no matter what, that you have to control the game somewhat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be 10 yard runs and 12 yard runs, but you have got to run the football this team is a play-action football team okay. right now right? because we don't have the guys that can separate for the big plays all the time. You notice that the plays that they really get are the deep crossing routes off of play-action. Mm-hmm. That's the deep passing game with this team. To me, I think they can run the ball well enough to, if we come out physically, mm-hmm. we can run the ball well enough to get that going. And that's going to be one of the keys to the football game.
0: All right, we'll find out if they can bounce back. Uh, Other than that, it's going to be a tough December. We'll find out if there's a little fight in them. Uh, There's always a little fight in Coach. We say thanks to Dave Campo for wowing us. We say thanks to Beaver Chevrolet uh, for bringing you Campo. And Joe, don't forget BeaverChevrolet.com and Beaver Chevrolet right there on Phillips Highway. Joe C., Coach Campo, we'll talk to you next week.